0: Well, good morning, everyone. It is great to see you on this sunshiny morning. If you're joining us on Facebook Live, good morning. It's good to be with you. Um, we are excited for another another opportunity to gather together uh, as the body of Christ and worship together. Um, I was hoping that the praise team was coming up here along with me, but they're all just standing in the back. So. I'm just going to uh, just uh, do some stand-up improv here while they make their way. No, I'm not. I'm not, not, <laughs> not going to do that. Hey, would you, while they're making their way up here, would you stand? And uh, we're going to pray together. Uh, sorry, Pracy, I didn't have any big announcements to, to take up a bunch of time. No, we didn't communicate very well. Communication amongst the staff is at an all-time high right now. So uh, um, seriously, it's good to be with you this morning. It's good to be together. Uh, let's pray, and then let's worship. God, thank you so much once again for an opportunity to gather together, to be here uh, amongst our family, um, to be joining in on, on, on Facebook Live, whatever it looks like to gather together uh, to worship you. God, we pray that we would be open to your spirit's move in this service. Uh, as we worship you through through singing and through through scripture and through teaching, God, whatever it is that you would have to say to us, may we be open to that, and may we respond with willing and obedient hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Amen. Well, if you guys were here last week, you learned the new song. It's called Grace is on Our Side. It is fun. It is upbeat. We want you to clap okay? I'm just, I don't normally compare. I feel like comparing is like comparing your children, and that's not fair, and I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell you that second service must have had more coffee, because they were like bouncing, and moving, and dancing, and like, maybe not dancing. They were, they were way energetic, so feel free, church. Like, this is our time. Get excited about the Lord, and his mercies, and his grace. Amen? Okay. Okay.
2: of kindness, wave after wave, mercy arriving again and again. Your love will find us, you're never far away. Battles behind us, battles ahead, God you are for us, so what stands against? Oh, we have this promise, you're never far away. Jeez.
1: be negative up here. I kind of stick to 1049 the reverse, uplifting and encouraging, right? Um, But I just, I just can't help but share this that maybe, maybe it just has a twinge more negativity than I usually share, okay? So please take this from, from my heart of, of still wanting to glorify the Lord it's hard picking songs (laughs) especially when you hear feedback like i've heard for this next one i could never sing your praise will be ever on my lips over and over and over and over and over and over again You, you you see what i'm saying but then that i also have people that come to me with tears in in their eyes that say that song was exactly what i needed at that time over the same song right and so you see you see the pressure here but also I guess wanting to remind us that coming off of this season of not being here and seeing each other's faces, what a privilege to gather together and sing whatever song it is that glorifies the Lord. You hear me? This is what the Psalms say. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to, his, to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations. His marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. We could go on and on. We're going to keep singing. And we're going to sing a song that's going to sing his praise over and over and over again. But you know what I think of? I think of my brothers and sisters in California that are having to make a really tough decision. And here we are, able to praise with our mouth. Let's sing it out, church. His praise will ever be on our lips ever be on our lips how can i keep from singing his praise i can't i will keep singing
2: your love is devoted like a ring of solid gold like a vow that is tested like a covenant of old
3: None of us came to a concert this morning, but they came to lead us into worship, and I just, I love seeing people use their gifts and their talents exactly where God has placed them, and when I just look up and see some of my yeah, closest friends worshiping and just using their talents, that's, oh, just gives me chills. But this morning, I'm kind of curious, who out there is a puzzle lover? Can you guys give me a thumbs up, thumbs sideways, thumbs down? You guys can join us from home. Where are my puzzle lovers? My puzzle, ugh. And my puzzle's like organized chaos, and I'm not into it. OK, cool. So if you have to build a puzzle, even if you don't like it, are you somebody who starts with the edge pieces or the center pieces? Edge, okay, thanks. think that's the right answer. No, <laughs> no. There really isn't a right answer, but um, there's a, a bit of a strategy to it. Um, recently, I was picking out a puzzle with a friend, and we're looking at all the pictures, because of course, that's how you decide what puzzle you want to build. You look at the picture, and you're like, oh, this one's so cute, it has elephants. And so I, I picked this one. I think one of the most difficult kinds of puzzles are the mosaic puzzles that are actually made up of lots of little pieces that only when you really put them together can you see that they're actually part of a bigger picture, a bigger, a bigger puzzle. So, um, 24 pieces. This seems pretty easy, right? This is a pretty basic puzzle. A few months ago, I was upstairs with the kids and I told them I had a big challenge for them. And none of them believed me, because when I pulled out this puzzle, they thought, that's going to be so easy. And some of you guys might even remember this. Um, but unfortunately for them, the, uh, the puzzles that I showed them weren't actually the puzzles I was having them build. And so I gave them 24 pieces, but it was not this 24-piece puzzle. And it didn't take too long before they're all of a sudden going, wait a minute, I don't think this piece is part of this puzzle. I don't think this one matches, and um, what is this supposed to be? And especially the older ones, the ones that have that strategy of I need to start with the outside, they just, like they were almost getting so frustrated. They're like, just tell me what it's supposed to be so I know how to start building it. And I was holding out on them and then I started to notice it was some of my younger students my early elementary that they just kind of looked at the pile of pieces flipped them over and before long they were starting to make sense of it and even though they had no idea what this was going to be they just kept testing them out and testing them until they put them together. So I think that's kind of an interesting way for maybe us to even look at at our lives and as we are moving into July we are staying with our epic theme We're following this epic story, but this month we're going to look a little bit more at how our action um, and the things that we need to do comes into play in this story. So today we're talking about Jericho, and if I mention Jericho, you guys are all probably picturing what? The walls falling down. So the Israelites are coming up on this fortified city, huge walls, and um, they think they have a full picture of what this whole puzzle is going to look like. It's going to end with them getting Jericho. But then as Joshua starts to tell them the battle plan, they're sitting there going, okay, these are like the pieces to the puzzle. We've got to march. Okay, check. That, that makes sense. We got our trumpets. Cool. Ark of the covenant. Yes, makes sense. We are going to shout. Okay, great. And then the walls are going to crumble. Wait, that puzzle piece seems like it's missing a few steps we're missing a big chunk how are we getting from we're marching we're shouting we're yelling we're blowing trumpets to suddenly these walls are coming down and at that point they had a choice it would have been really easy for them to say you know what that puzzle piece i don't really see how that's going to fit we're going to do it our way instead but the epic part of this story the extraordinary part of it was that they took all of those pieces and they thought you know what if the battle belongs to god then he's going to get to do it his way And we're going to do it exactly the way that he said. Which we all know then the outcome is that it happened exactly like God said it would. They marched and the walls crumbled. So I think sometimes for us, we really wish we could look at our life like it's the front of a puzzle box. And we could see exactly all the pieces as I dump them all out, exactly how they're going to fit together but we know that that's not really how it works. Really, we think of our lives are more like those extremely difficult mosaic-type pictures where I have no idea how this one little picture is going to be part of a bigger, a bigger story. But then I think back to those young kids that they just took the 24 pieces and they started to build the puzzle anyway. And this week, I was, I was just mulling over that and realizing like that's what childlike faith looks like. They took me at my word that those 24 pieces were going to fit together and make a puzzle. Even if they didn't understand what it was going to be, they were willing to walk forward in that and just keep going. And so this, um, this week I'm reminded of the verse from Proverbs. It's one of my favorites, um, Proverbs um, 3, 5, and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When I'm building a puzzle, I'm looking at that puzzle and I am really focusing on what I understand about how a puzzle is made. But it says, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. So as we look at these moments, these parts, these pieces in our lives, as we're willing to trust that they are all part of our puzzle. They're all part of that bigger picture. Let's just keep, let's just keep building. Let's keep going. Let's um, be willing to trust that he's able to make something beautiful, even out of that puzzle piece that doesn't seem like it fits. So... I'm going to invite Pastor Paul to come and continue talking to us a little bit more about what we can learn from Jericho.
4: Some of this, just so you'll understand, we wait till screens shift. And so, you know, if there's a little bit of delay of of me speaking, it's not because I'm just sitting here, you know, stunned and not aware. But we do want to wait for the screen to shift. I, I am an excellent puzzle maker. I, I am supreme in puzzle making. As a matter of fact, I did this highly complex puzzle and it just took me one weekend. It was very complex. The box said three to five years and I, I did it in, in, in one weekend and so uh, I was pretty proud of myself and uh, <laughs> uh, my, my dad has always been this guy of action. Uh, he he um, when he wanted something done, he didn't have a lot of patience waiting for people to do their part at times, so if we were to build on the house or something, uh, dad didn't have a lot of patience with, with contractors, and some of the contractors we, we got, my my mom's all into relatives, and so if she could find a relative to, to do the contract, if any way connect them as a relative, she she would try to hire them. And, and some of my relatives aren't that great. <laughs> and so I can remember a time we were building an addition on the house and and the guys didn't even have the the roof on the addition part. And it was a Saturday morning about seven o'clock and my bedroom was pretty close to where the addition was going to be. And all of a sudden I heard this pounding sound as my dad was breaking through the wall uh, because he was tired of waiting uh, for those guys to do their job. He, he's, he's always been like that. He, he's always been a guy that he, he was ready to go to the next project. And, and when dad said, okay, we're going to do this, you know, some people will say, oh, we're going to do this. And they're saying that for three years. When dad said that, you better get out of the way. And, uh, you know, As a matter of fact most holidays we spent at, uh, at uh, 84 Lumber and for those of you who don't know that was the uh, lows of the 60s and 70s and you know mom and dad were always doing projects that you know mom would be right beside him and, you know if he's putting a roof on a barn my mom would be up there helping him. As a matter of fact um, Diane had to confiscate their ladder when they got into the 80s their 80s because they were still insisting on climbing on the side of the house and and doing things. Um, but most of us prefer action to inaction, uh, particularly when we want something done. We, we, who likes to wait? Uh, I didn't think so. Most of us prefer action. Uh, you know, we, we, when we take our car to a mechanic, we don't want it to sit for three weeks. Uh, not too long ago, I took one of Terry's vehicles to the mechanic, and they gave me a loaner, and it was literally more than a month. And when, they, when I finally came back with the car, and I had this loaner the whole time, and it was a real nice car, and I told them, I said, I didn't know what to do because I was getting to the point where I was going to have to get the oil changed in the loaner, and I didn't know if you'd do that while, while I was using it. They didn't think it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. But, but you don't want to go into a, a dentist office, and, and, and I went to the dentist this this week. It was, it was just an awesome experience. I'd recommend it for, for you all. Uh, but, but you don't want to get all numbed up and then the dentist goes, okay, well, we're going to lunch. We'll be back in about an hour and a half, okay? You just sit and drool for a while. Uh, you know, you don't want to go to the doctor and just sit in that little waiting room and wait for him. I, I use that time very productively. When I'm waiting for the doctor in that little room, I make sure I hide all the sharp instruments, okay? So I'd advise you to do the same thing. Financial planners, what, whatever. We, we want action. We want action, not just promises. And so as we're working through this epic series, uh, we we serve a God of action. Uh, We we serve a God, even even when we don't see it, God is always on the move. And God is inviting us to join his epic adventure. In June, we talked about the circumstances and our perspective. and, and, And having a godly perspective about our circumstances, about others, having a, a godly perspective about ourselves, having a godly perspective about our past, uh, we are moved to action when we see things through God's eyes. When we are able to perceive ourselves and perceive our circumstances and perceive others, right, I think when we particularly see others like God sees other, see others, then, then we, we're not able just to sit on our hands and do nothing and wait. Uh, when, when we see like God sees, there is a call to action. I'm reminded of Matthew 9:36. It, it reads like this, seeing the people. Jesus felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Now, now this isn't a Just, oh, I have, I feel bad for them, or this this isn't just pity, this isn't just uh, compassion in in his head, but but this is a compassion that moves, a a gut-wrenching compassion that compelled and moved Jesus forward into action. After that scripture, in verse 37, it says, Then he said to his disciples, Jesus turned to his disciples and said, The harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. In other words, I think Jesus is saying, can't you see what I see? Can't you see how dispirited and broken and lost these people are? Can't you get moving? Can't you feel the compassion that I have? Can't you help me out? You know, it's a crazy world right now. Amen. That's a crazy world right now. Pro- probably the last three months has been as crazy as I remember in my lifetime. I, 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 I I'm sure some of you that were alive in the '60s, may, maybe there were some times, but but this seems like in my lifetime some of the, the more disorienting of times. I mean the the dis- debates that you see and. The crazy debates on Facebook, I I was just seeing a a debate on Facebook this week on whether hot coffee or cold coffee is better. (laughs) What a stupid debate, and I don't know who started that, but the truth is God is still filled with compassion. He's full of compassion, and God's not confused or, or stalled or sitting on His hands. He's moving. God is still moving. Do you believe that? That God is still moving through His Spirit. And God's plan, God's desire, is to move through Spirit-filled people. That, that, that is God's deepest desire is that His people will be full of His Spirit. And as we move, God moves. <laughs> so look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Tell him right now, God wants to move through you. He does (laughs) and now we're going to talk to ourselves okay and I I think I have this on the screen yeah Can, can you say this with me God wants to move through me let's say it together God wants to move through me God wants to move through you that that's God's greatest desire is to move through his people that 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 he wants to fill us with his spirit he wants to fill this church with his spirit So that this church becomes the very body of Christ in Marysville, Ohio, in Union County. He wants to move through you guys that are working, you gals and guys that are working at Honda with his spirit. So that it's not just you working at Honda, but God through his spirit is working at honda wherever you find yourself at school at work god wants to fill you so that he is present and working through you seeing through you moving through you see god's invitation is a call to action it's not just a perspective shift but it's a call to action um you know, we're not doing a beach vacation this year. We're going to the mountains in North Carolina. And I got to tell you, and we're going in a couple weeks, I am so sad. I love the ocean. Who loves the ocean? I tell you what. I, just, I could just lay in waves. And, you know, believe it or not, even, even at my ample size, I like to attempt to body surf. <laughs> you know, most it's just body, not much surfing. Uh, but, but you know, you, you get out there in the waves, and the waves are moving, right? Whether I go or not, the waves move, okay? If, if I don't go in to the shore, it's not because the waves stopped, it's because I stopped, right? And, and every once in a while, like once every vacation, I will catch one. And I'll get on top of that wave, and... And I'll plow some little old person down, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> it's a little bit like that with the spirit. That that God is moving. The, the, the question is whether we will be alert enough whether we will work hard enough, whether we will seek enough so that we can ride that spirit, that this church could ride that spirit, that, that your family could ride that spirit. It's an invitation to action. Uh, we, we talked about early in this series, Ezekiel in the Valley of Dry Bones. And, and you remember God turned the dry bones to people, living, breathing people. But in that story, God looks at Ezekiel and says, prophesy you have a part to play but this isn't just me moving but Ezekiel I want you to prophesy at these bones and and I want you to be a part of this action and so we're moving through this story and it's it's a story filled with action we, we've, we've moved from the wilderness last week we crossed the Jordan River and, and this week we're, we're crossing uh, we're entering into Jericho and Joshua is the leader, and Joshua was, was born a slave. I have this image of Joshua. This is, this is how I see Joshua, uh, you know, this warrior. Um, he, he's with Caleb. There's the two spies and the ten that say we can't take it. There's two spies that say we can take the land. God will deliver this land to us, and Joshua is one of them. He's Jimmy Cheatwood in the greatest movie ever played, Hoosiers. It is. I'm sorry, Buckeyes. Hoosiers is the best movie ever. And he's Jimmy Cheatwood saying, I'll hit it, coach. (laughs) He's the guy with the can-do attitude. He's the warrior. He's the guy that while they're holding Moses' arms up, he's the guy on the battlefield leading the victory. Joshua. This man of action, Joshua 1.9, God says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That's one of those scriptures where you go, "Woo!" right? <laughs> then we get to Jericho. I can almost feel Joshua sprinting to Jericho. Can't you? Can't you see him? He's like, ha ha! You know, we're across this stupid river. This Jordan River, sorry. We're across this river and now it's time to take the land. Forty years of waiting. Forty years. Joshua's been wandering around the wilderness with these bozos saying, I told you guys. And he's ready. He's strong and courageous. He's Kobe on the leash. Kobe um, likes rabbits. If he ever catches one, I don't know what he would do with it. But when he sees one, it's like, you know, my arms out of socket. You know, he's Kobe on the leash. He's ready to go. It's time. But God gives him a different puzzle, (laughs) a different way. He okay, Joshua, I know you're ready, but let's do it this way. Um, Strong and courageous. (laughs) Let's just get everybody lined up and walk around the city six times, six days, once. (laughs) And then on the seventh day, walk around the city seven seven times. And at the end of it, blow the trumpets real loud, and then everybody Shout. How about that? <laughs> Strong and courageous. Man of action. Warrior. In other words, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. <laughs> What's the takeaway? We're called to move in God's way in God's time. We're called to move but we're called to move in God's way, in God's time. I'm thankful that God particularly gifts us in particular ways, and most of the time, God calls us to move just like we're gifted, right? Uh, you know, we're going to talk about David and Goliath at the end of this, uh, at the end of this month, and David moves just like God has gifted him. He doesn't put on Saul's armor, but but he fights the battle just like the shepherd that he is. I'm glad that when God calls me to preach, he calls me to preach like Paul Mills, not like Dr. Perdue. And he calls Dr. Perdue to preach like Dr. Perdue, not like Paul Mills. He calls us and uses us most of the time just like we are. But there's times in our life where we have to let go of who we are, we have to let go of our timing, and we have to serve God in His way and in His time. As I thought about this, I, th- I thought about an orchestra. Who likes anybody been to the orchestra? Or like, I, I, I've been seeing a few orchestras. I like them. They're, they're, they're fun. Um, you know What, what if you, know, you have all these instruments and you have one conductor right? Imagine if the chilo player just played what and when he wanted. <laughs> Said, I, I, "I don't care if they're playing the flight of the Butter, butterfly. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to play a Beatles song. <clears throat> I like it better. <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't like the time they're playing and I'm going to play a little quicker. It, it's time for the flutes to play, but they're out in the lobby getting hot dogs." You know, the conductor, nobody's there. The bass drummer's asleep. <laughs> you know, it's not the music we want to hear, right? So the question is this, are you allowing God to set the tempo of your life? The timing? Timing's hard, isn't it? Anybody else agree with me that, that sometimes God doesn't move as quick as I'd like him to move? I'll just, I'll be, I'll be very honest, there's times in Terry and I's life that we wish God would have moved last week, but he moves next week, but God's timing is always right. <laughs> you know, there's a blessing to living like that, be strong and courageous. Uh, Do do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This isn't on the slide, but I think this is important to hear. God will be with us when we make sure we go with God. You get that? If the top priority in your life is, I am going to be where God is, guess what? God will be with you wherever you go. Now now we all understand, we serve this omnipresent God. Where can I go from your presence? You can't hide from God. Jonah went the complete opposite direction God was going, but God was still there. So there's a truth and wherever I go, God is there. But there's also this truth, when the top priority of my life is finding the timing and the direction of the move of God, then I am for sure going to be clearly in his presence. So this week, maybe the invitation is to say, God, I'm not gonna so much invite you to go where I'm going. I'm going to ask you where you're going and tag along. <laughs> Are you moving with God? All heads bowed, all eyes closed. Um, this is a space to orient ourselves to God. That, that is a purpose of a gathering like this. We, we believe that when we've gathered here, we're in the presence of God, we, we've sang, we've heard from His word. And so I'm just going to allow you just to wait for a moment and and ask a couple questions. God, are my plans your plans? (laughs) And secondly, God, is my timing your timing? No music, no talking. Let's just wait for 30 seconds to 60 seconds for God. My head's still bowed. Um, I don't always do this, but who would just lift your hand and say, Pastor, I'm struggling with God's direction, God's timing right now? You just lift your hand. I can see your hands. Hands all over. I'm going to pray particularly for you folks this morning. You can put your hands down. Let's pray. Not by strength, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord. Lord, we believe that and we trust you, we trust your way, we trust your heart, we we trust your direction. Help us, Lord, to let go of those agendas that don't match up to your agenda. Reveal them to us, Lord. We believe, Lord, that your spirit still reveals and convicts, and Lord, it, it may be in my life there, there's areas that, that I need to let go of because they're not your direction. Give me the wisdom, the discernment to know where you want me to go. Lord, give me patience. And Lord, when I pray that, I, I pray it with a little bit of fear because I know how you give patience. Lord, you give patience by allowing us to be patient. So, Lord, help us to see these circumstances in our life that's building something new within us. Help us to allow your spirit to transform and change and move and grow us into the image of Jesus Christ. Fill us with your spirit. Lord, if there's anything within me that, that's, that's keeping you from feeling me, If there's anything within me that that is keeping me from allowing you to move freely, reveal it, help me to confess it and move forward. Lord, help us just to constantly be seeking your face, seeking your favor, seeking your direction. God's love surrounds you. God's spirit guides you. God's whisper cheer you. God's peace calm you. God's shield protect you. God's wisdom arm you wherever God may lead you. God bless, folks. You are dismissed.